0: i <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back once again to the One More Podcast. It is, as we say, the podcast you want when you want one more. It's just you don't know what you want one more of. Well, what we're going to give you tonight, we're going to give you a lot of football, maybe some basketball. We're going to give you some uh, Christmas stories and who knows what else. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're glad you're here. All right. So let's introduce the cast of characters tonight. He is the unelected mayor of Ocean City, New Jersey. If... If nominated, he will not run. If elected, he will not serve, but he will serve brats and other great food poolside. He is Bill Berman from parts unknown. Now, down there at the Beau Revanche, as Howard Cosell would say, that man, Carl Johnson, his feet hit the floor. He's thinking about what he's going to have. He's the racing sports book director at the uh, MGM property there. Beautiful property. I'm just Ryan Hyatt. Thank you. he is the uh, tour director. We will have shuffleboard on the Lido deck later on tonight, and me and Isaac are going to be hanging out in the bar. So come see us. It's ladies' night in the feelings right. Oh, what a night!
1: All right, happy, uh, happy, uh, whatever day it is. How's everybody doing? Man? We're doing, we're doing great, Brian, We I, and Carl. I just want to say we've actually hit a whole new level of success in this podcast. And here's how I know. <laughs> I I was actually telling my wife this. I'm actually getting shit from people on text <laughs> about the content in our podcast. I was getting shit from Eagle fans this week. Nice. One of which is a dear friend of mine who was, you know, I can't believe Why would you guys go on there and say that? And look how stupid you look. They proven that when you're getting shit for your podcast,
2: you finally arrived. I, Perfect. I, I agree. I mean, look. At, I mean, look at me. I'm I'm the worst. I'm always the worst dressed person in the group. I mean, Bill's got a. I think that's a UNLV. Yeah, running Rebs, baby. Very colorful. And then Ryan, when you came on. I mean, you look like you're from Ireland, brother. I yeah, mean you got going there, right?
1: You, you got What's a lot of green going the, on. Is that the
0: flag on the sleeve? And then the Texas flag right brother, there. There
1: we go, baby. We, we got
0: we got a little rope seagull action. So I we've reached the point in my life where my son in high school, I'm getting hand me downs from him that he is outgrowing his stuff, and now dad is getting the leftovers and whatnot. So yeah. So that's what I'm I'm rocking I a little rope. I get, get
1: hand me downs from Lombardi. I mean, that you're you're ahead of me. I mean, I'm I'm taking hand me downs from another grown man. So there's. <laughs> I mean,
2: you, you guys, best. you guys look like you work out. I mean, I'm I just I look like a blob when I'm sitting here. I mean, oh, come on, painful. I I got to change my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. <laughs> we'll just have to kick you off the pot.
0: Exactly. There will be no intervention tonight on the One More Podcast. Uh, there will be there will be great football to talk about. Yeah. I don't know where you guys want to start. I mean, we've obviously got we got uh, Raiders and Rams tonight. Baker Mayfield. Um, I, I assume as of right now, it's active. We can get into that. We can get into college football. Army Navy, I'm going to tee it up, Bill. I'm going to throw it to you first, since you're the farthest away. Uh-oh. You know, kind of what what are you motivated by this week? What are we looking at? What do you like? What do you hate? Where Where well, do we want to
1: go? Well, do you want to do Army Navy now? We can do that. Later. I could, we can. We do can. It. do anything. All right, it's, it's well, a podcast. I'll tell you what. what we want. So Army Navy's interesting, right? We've got our. our will we see the 17th straight under? Right, and yeah. this is going to shock you guys. But they set the line at 32 and a half. Now, 32 and a half, the reason that number's interesting, is the last 16 games in a row have gone under. Okay? But if the number was 32 and a half, if it was, that was it would have been nine and seven. Wow. There so, is, that, that's, can you believe those guys figured that number out? It's shocking, right?
2: That yeah, is who knew? That's,
1: that is good info. I so – so are we low enough on that number? I mean, that's what America needs to know because uh, that, that the under is one of the more consistent things you could possibly bet on uh, when it comes to army Navy. Well, I, I defer, I defer to my handsome well-dressed friend down in on, on
2: the Gulf coast. Indeed. I, I, I mean, look, I, that, that's really good information. I like that. Uh, you know, I mean, so, I can't believe it's really. I, I can't believe it's been 16 straight games with this under here that the books, you know, you know, they've been adjusting. I mean, we just don't give out. Hey, this is an automatic winner for you. Enjoy Christmas. They, you yeah. know, they don't think like that. <laughs> service, they, you know, service to America. Take yeah, the under. Yeah, they don't think <laughs> like that. But that's an interesting stat. Uh, I like that. I have not heard that. And just based on that alone. I, I would put a little pizza money on the over here. I mean, I really Indeed. would. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't play and the the
1: listening audience, if you hear Carl say he's putting pizza money on something, that's yeah. the equivalent of a million dollars. Yeah,
0: pay. it's a big pizza.
1: Let's <laughs> yeah.
2: be honest. No, it's not either. But I believe me, I, I used to, uh, you know, when I played golf, uh, I used to take my little winnings from the golf course. There was about eight, nine bucks, you know, in the game that I played in as an older person. I, we, we didn't play for a whole lot. But I'd win $7, eight, $8, and I would immediately go and buy two Jumbo Jacks at, at, at that hamburger stand. That's what I did with my winnings, and that's what I call pizza money. That's so good. <laughs> I, th- I think what's interesting
0: right now, with we're all obsessed on the Army-Navy game now with the total, and they keep driving the number down, and the public keeps buying the idea. It's got to go under. To me, everything has to go perfectly right for you to get the under. You can't have a special teams touchdown. You can't have a, an interception return. You can't have two easy scores. I mean, it it sounds sounds like you're playing with fire to take the under.
1: Well, that, I mean, right. That's why we, you, Ryan, you created the segment on this show fulls gold, right? Like they're, they're tempting you into that number. Uh, Are you willing to take it? That's why that stat of nine and seven. So interesting on that 32 and a half. So yeah. Um, you know, listen, as I said earlier, I was heavily criticized by my own personal following. Uh, <laughs> about commentary I had on the show last week, including the fact that LSU would cover and the Eagles would get their ass kicked. Uh, and uh, and you know, I'll say it, I, I think we probably at 32 and a half, I think you want to take the over.
2: Yeah, hey, I'm hey, with you. Look, don't feel bad about last week. I'm, I'm the I'm the guy that said LSU is going to win the freaking game. <laughs> I mean, you
1: know. Listen, we were unified, just on the wrong side. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, where do we want to go? Anything else on the college front? I know we're a ways off in the playoff games or anything, but is there's is there early value or anything that you're seeing on some of these major games, guys, that Carl, we need to talk about that, tonight? Yeah.
1: Well, let's yeah. talk about that. What do you got value-wise on these things? I know. I know uh, the, the Godfather Musburger. Anything under ten, and it was Georgia. I mean, I listened to that live. I, I, I bet Georgia. What, what are we thinking there, Carl? What's the early action?
2: Yeah, I mean, so um, right now, um, you know. So here's the thing, and I, we just got through talking about this with with Tim Murray and Sean King here a minute ago. So for us, we don't have a lot of tickets into the system. Okay, um, it's one of the, you know these these light later games. I've got some big money bet. But I, I don't necessarily I, – I couldn't include it in my sharp report because the guy betting this big money, uh, he, he's as square as us. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I don't have a whole lot of ticket count to deal with right now. Um, you know, it's, we don't really know who's playing right now. We don't. We, the yeah. books don't have a good sense of who's opting in, who's opting out. For instance, this Alabama game. You know, I mean, and I said earlier, you know, I it plays a it plays a part. I think this Alabama game is somewhere in the middle. Now, right now we got it at, it's down to three and a half. But I think that number is somewhere in the middle of their players playing that we know are gonna play. And then it's also the the other side of the number where they're not gonna be playing. So I think that's somewhere right in the middle. I don't think that's an accurate line for that game, but we don't know who's playing yet. So I think we've seen that across the board a little bit in some of these games, but Toledo's getting some love. Uh, South Alabama is getting some love. Missouri's getting some love. Uh, The Ohio State, I took a real big bet on the over in the Ohio State game over 61 and a half. And then Kansas State is getting some love against Alabama. Uh, And I I think that's just based off the last, uh, you know, a couple of weeks of play and stuff like that. Uh, so right now we're in a weird phase right now, uh, you know, and probably will be until next week. I'll have a, I'll have a much better handle on where the sharp money is getting at. Carl,
0: I got a question as, as far as how the books handle limits right now with these bowl games that are so far out. Yeah. And with so little information, like you're saying, on who may be playing, opting out, yeah. whatever the case may be, transfer portal. Are those limits different from a week to week limit that builds through the yeah. week, or how does that work?
2: I'll give you a perfect example. Yesterday, uh, and the guy that I was telling you guys that beat us out of upper seven that beat us out of seven digits last week. Uh, so he came back and and yesterday he wanted to play three hundred thousand. Now we give him whatever he wants. It's I mean he's an automatic. You know we just we swipe. I swipe. Yeah. I approve. I approve every bet that he wants.
0: Just like Bill at the board got it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, w- I walk in there, I throw a $5 bill around the doors <laughs> to fly open for me. It's amazing. So, so anyway, just to put your question, uh, this is a perfect a- example. Uh, so yesterday he wanted to bet 300,000 on this Alabama. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry on this Ohio state over 61 and a half. Well, uh, we only gave him a uh, hundred thousand to win a hundred. Now, once we get closer you know, we determine who's playing, who ain't playing. once we get a better feel and that number kind of settles a little bit is what we call it, he'll, he'll be able to bet whatever he wants. Uh, but that's where we're at. So he, so roughly he got about a third of what he wanted. I, I, you know what I think's is
1: interesting uh, out of all these, I, and I thought it immediately. And again, I know there's people out there rolling around. I'm sure I'll get texts this week. Again, a sign of success for our great podcast, but. Amen. Uh, um. The Michigan game, uh, by my BetMGM app, I've I've got Michigan given seven and a half right now, Carl. Yeah. Um, I love that as an intra-game bet, meaning um, Michigan's been notoriously sort of slow starting in some games. My guess is you're going to be able to steal that thing under a touchdown. And I think Michigan's going to cruise in that game. I think, so don't get me wrong. I know the books are probably thinking that already. You get some fucking numbers, but if you can get, if you can get TCU out to a touchdown lead for some stupid reason, you know, it's a 10, nothing game, whatever. You jump all over that intergame. That's the way I'm thinking about that, that Michigan game. I think, I think both these games are, are likely blowouts. Uh, Bill, I
0: think you're, I think you're dead on in in analyzing Michigan and TCU right there that Michigan wears teams down. They beat you up as the game goes on. They have a distinct advantage against TCU in two major areas, the offensive line and the defensive line. TCU has skill position. They've got great tight ends. They've got really good receivers. They could do a quick strike early on. And it's funny you mentioned that. We were talking about this on my radio show today, that TCU can hang for a quarter. I think they can hang for a half. But what did we see there at Ohio State? What did we see that play out? Now let's exacerbate that a little bit more with the talent gap that I think is between TCU and Ohio State, and what we might see as that plays on. So yeah, you could have a quick strike TCU score, go down, get a quick field goal, auto adjust, and I think you're dead on on the end game I nature. Even that shock, game.
1: Like Brian, it wouldn't even shock me to see them at leading at halftime.
2: Right? No, like, no,
0: I, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: That's what I was going to say, Bill. I, look, I agree with you 100% too. And the point that I was going to make was that I think it's – when you said in-game this game, I think that's exactly right. And I actually believe that you'll see TCU with a slight, th- slight lead in this game. And I think you'll be able to come back, top Michigan on like a money line to win the game. Because like Ryan said, I think when it gets third and fourth quarter, I think they'll – they just run teams into the ground. They just grind you out. They grind right. you down. They just yeah. grind you down.
0: Yep. Hey, which which game goes first, uh, TCU-Michigan or Ohio State-Georgia?
2: TCU-Michigan we- goes at 3 uh, o'clock okay. Central. Then Ohio State-Georgia goes at 7.
0: Okay, that's what I was thinking. And, and the weird, weird reason I'm, I'm thinking out loud on that is I think part of the Michigan motivation is that Ohio State's in this thing that they're there, well, that they Great point. they want to see them again, you know, that they feel like what we already killed these guys once we got to go get them again. Okay. Let's go get them. And it is interesting so,
1: though, right? Like, so, so I, you know, I don't know how far down this rabbit hole we want to go, but let's and you, you It's know, a right? big rabbit hole. It's a big Yeah. Podcast. I mean, like we, we're, we're not shy about going down rabbit holes. The, uh, the, this whole thing with the kid, the wide receiver from Ohio state, like this, that is just a, Hey, I don't know how you guys feel about this. shit. I, given we do this podcast together and we text with each other till the wee hours of the morning and those grumpy old men, um, I think I know you, how you feel. Uh, kids not playing in championship college football because they're going to the pros. I know it's the structurally sound decision from a career management standpoint, we gotta figure something out with this. Stuff. I don't know what we figure out, but we can't have this shit anymore. We, yeah. you Listen, you want to sit out of the, um, you know, I don't give a shit, bull. God bless you. I yeah. get it. But when you're a top four team and you're you're deciding as a key player to sit out of one of these games, I don't know how the hell we fix it, but. God, like we have these assholes sitting in a, in a in a in a think tank coming up with the top four teams. Can't we get another think tank where we figure out how to keep <laughs> these guys involved?
2: You know you know what I you know what I'd like to see, Bill? And of course we I don't think we've been I don't think we've been going on long enough. You know, I don't think there's there's that much history, but I I would like to see 20 years from now if they would re, if they would re- revisit a player that chose to opt out. And I guarantee you, it would be one of their biggest regrets of their life. I absolutely agree. With just, just the memories of of playing in the national championship college football game. How, I'm sure, I'm sure there's
1: some ESPN producer listening to this pod right now. Well, I mean, that, look, at that, it. that's a thirty for thirty right there. That's, Let's yeah, exactly. The of people that have sat that shit out. That's right. And right. what did your life turn into
2: after? Yeah, that? because what happens to to 99.9 percent of all of the people? that are able to make it to the NFL, they play three or four years and, and they're, they're, they're selling insurance somewhere. That, that's what happens to the majority of the people. You, you know what <laughs> See, I mean? You know How what I love it? about, can I just pause there and say, you know what I
1: love about the insurance industry at the end? It's always a punchline <laughs> in the junk or joke, right? Like, like yeah. you always, we always beat the shit out of the insurance sales. Yeah, now, no, we should. Yeah. No, Grand <laughs> yeah, I, I, Hog day, one of the greatest movies ever made. Great, great movie that insurance salesman the reason you beat the shit out of insurance salesman
2: yeah no i'm not trying to do that but i, I, I am uh, <laughs> there goes know. our insurance company <laughs> yeah.
1: sponsorship
0: thank you very much
2: But i think the point I, right. think, I think it makes a great show and I, I don't you know we don't have enough of them right now i mean i'd like to go 10 years from now 20 years from now and i guarantee you it's the biggest regret regret. It's, it's a dumb decision. Well, what do you play the, what do you play the season for? If you know that you're going right, to, be- well,
1: here's, here's the other thing, right? And the great Bill Belichick, who I know is taking some shit on this podcast, not from these three guys, but he probably Robert,
0: watches this now. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Absolutely. loyal. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, yeah. the, um, he, he famously said, if I you tell me what play they're going to get injured and I'll keep them out for that play. Yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: Right. Exactly.
0: See, I was I was ahead of the curve on this. I was actually being opted out by my coaches years ago. That that I I did not opt out. They opted me out on my behalf. Very well, kind of them to protect me from anything like that. You know, as I appreciate loyal, it so
1: much. As a loyal Twitter follower of yours. <laughs> I, if I, if I may be correct on this, but there were some interesting photographs flying around the internet of Yeah. Uh, this week. Uh, I don't know what you're talking in, about. In some sort of school sweater or a I think I was career. hacked.
2: <laughs>
0: really? My account was hacked on that. Okay, uh, yeah. Just, yeah. I'm just asking surely, the
1: questions people want to ask.
0: Surely not <laughs> a, a mid 80s photo of me in a Christmas sweater and a football. No, no I, that did not happen. I,
1: I kind of feel like I saw that. I'm the mic. I Donaldson don't want anybody fight. to I gotta ask yeah, the questions
2: no. people want to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, Ryan, and, and look, let's be honest here. <laughs> Bill's got some interesting pics on Twitter out there.
1: Also, oh, yeah. <laughs> listen, I I got nothing to hide. I mean, my shit's oh, out. Oh, no, you do. Yeah, you do. My, my my shit's <laughs> out there. I mean, there's not. I mean, you want to? You don't have to dig too deep to see, you know, an idiot in action with bad clothing.
2: I love. Oh. I found. Look, I was I was flipping through my phone uh, the other day, and I come across that damn <laughs> that group of guys that you go out with, dresses seventies, and you're in that velvet suit or something like that. Bell yeah. bottoms. I mean, that this yeah. just the greatest. I, one of I, the greatest I, pictures I've ever seen. He would drape I, himself I in velvet words. if he could. Yeah, I
1: I threatened my daughters to bring that out uh, on Christmas Eve again, that that jump that red jumpsuit for Christmas Eve. So we'll <laughs> see what happens. We'll see. They're gonna behave. Let's uh
0: all right, let's let's hit some NFL a little bit. Uh and hey, I am really intrigued. Is is uh is our, our, our mentor, the overlord, uh Lombardi still hanging around? Go back watch the game. He is. He's wandering around in here. Uh, is Mayfield starting tonight? I know it's we. By the time most people see this, this game will be going on. I am fascinated by the idea that a guy can get on a plane, uh, have the uh playbook sent to him, and all of a sudden the Rams think this guy is going to run out there <coughs> and and play quarterback tonight about, against the Raiders. How about by the, the way, fact that
1: how about six and a half that, on the number? Like, is there any greater symbol? Or, or example of what the quarterback play in the NFL has become this year than exactly what you just described, right? Oh, hey, we'll we'll email you the playbook. Meet us in LA. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, put your chin strap on and go out and play. I mean, like, and the number uh, didn't move that. Much. And the, <laughs> exactly, the number didn't move an inch. The number yeah. didn't move an inch. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: Good point. I, I, well, the answer is we don't know, but you know, it is interesting though. Like I looked at that number. So we, we talk about numbers nonstop on this podcast, right? That six and a half. Like looks so juicy to me for the Raiders. I have no idea if that is a, is a full score play, but you actually like getting the um, six and a half at home is not all that great in number historically. Um, yeah. So percentages. So it's just been, uh, we were talking about this before we started the podcast. Like I, it has been a brutal, brutal uh, couple of weeks to figure out football in yeah. this league in, in, in lines. Carl, have you have you seen that from a pro standpoint? Um, yeah. What the hell are people doing in, in inside the Biloxi? Uh, how bad are how how much frustrations in there? Or from a book standpoint, what do you see?
2: Yeah, I'm, I look. Uh, so this year has been really weird. Normally, you, you, we're such a uh, college. We're more so of a college book than we are a pro book. Okay. Right. This year, um, and and what happens is normally we win more money uh, in college. Uh, uh, actually, we win more money in co- yeah college football than we do in pro football. This year is just the opposite. We're 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 holding our own in college football. But we're really, we're, I mean, we're destroying people on the NFL. The NFL is this. This is one of the most difficult seasons to pick NFL football that I can remember, and, and I mean, it just is. It's a weird year. Anybody can beat anybody. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, we talked about it two weeks ago. We, you know, we we threw out that term and it gets thrown around a lot, which is parody. But it's it's never been more true than this year. I don't. I you know. Yes. And and I, I know there's Eagles fans rolling their eyes out there at me uh about <laughs> the Eagles being 11 and one. And what the hell are you talking about? They're dominating the league. I get it. Like, I think that um just going, let's talk about that team for a second, uh, just real quick. They, they full, I will fully raise my hand and say I'm dead wrong on that team. Um, They, uh, one of the things I texted you guys about that I wanted to talk about tonight was just, what did we learn from last week? Because we talked about going into last week. There was some interesting stuff we may end up learning last week. I think the two games that were really interesting on that front were the Eagles and the Titans, right? Because the Eagles showed now how sustainable it is. We'll see. But that is a really, really well-coached football team that they played last week. And they they went completely away from the uh the you know the Oklahoma offense and proved that they can throw the ball. Can they do it long term? We'll see. I still have my doubts about them in the playoffs, but got wrong as as accused. Uh, like they they kicked ass. That was a test for them, and they passed it with flying colors. And then the other one I thought was interesting was Bengals and Chiefs. Yeah, Bengals are getting healthier.
2: Yeah, they. They're look. They're starting to look like the the Bengals team that we've seen last year around this time. Ain't that ain't that amazing? How December rolls around and they get on a roll, and and seventeen
1: games feels like twenty five, right? Like this season, even adding a game to it, it just feels like a substantially longer season where teams get healthier, and yep. that that's what we're seeing. I I honestly, I personally think the Chargers are in that camp too. We'll see. Um, they didn't certainly come across that way last week. But I think the Bengals, the Bengals are a dangerous team. I agree. I agree.
2: Um, I, think
0: I, I heard an interesting discussion this week, and I would love to give credit to the analyst, and I can't because I never heard them say who it was. I was just skipping around. But he was talking about this, the longer season, even though just one more week, But the idea that we're seeing younger teams, younger players getting better. He was talking about from the standpoint of, you know, just like the Chargers, just like the Bengals, even Joe Burrow, still young, that these guys are kind of growing in dog years right now. That we got a lot of young talent and that each week, Jalen, you know, Hurt still, Philadelphia, young guy, that these guys are really growing in dog years. That, hey, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but these guys, every time they go out on the field, they're peeling back another layer of the onion. And I think we got so much great young talent uh, in certain aspects of the league that I think we're seeing that in some places. Ryan, we're I,
1: seeing I, them able to do that. Ryan, I think you're you're dead on, and and I'll take a little shocker. I'll take a, a little bit of a negative spin on that regarding an analyst, right? RG three. Let's. I'll, I'll just throw it out there he gets on my nerves a little bit I get the feeling he rubbed a lot of uh Brian I'd love to hear the Texas stories on that guy because I've heard a lot of shit about that guy yeah. he really rubs players the wrong way when he was playing too. Put that aside for a second. He said By the way the we just went anywhere. to
0: uh we just went to minus six at circa with the uh, uh Raiders so just okay, throwing that dear. out
1: sorry no no it's all good so he said something earlier in the season, and when he said it, I rolled my eyes, I yelled, you know, over to in the Lombardi's office, like, can we actually ask more of, of young athletes these days? And what, what he had said was, hey, you know, we need – essentially what he inferred in his comments was, we need to dumb these offenses down to fit these quarterbacks. And call me old, get off my lawn, all that shit. <laughs> Last time I checked, when you advance in your professional career, regardless of what you're doing, the bar gets raised and you're supposed to step up to that bar, right? Why we need to lower, by the way, professional a professional league down to the standard of a quarterback coming out of college who isn't being prepared for the pros the way he used to be, I have no idea. But I do think coming full circle, and this was like, you know, 18 turns to get to your point, Ryan, you, you, you made the right point, which is these quarterbacks are maturing later now. Yeah. You get a once in a lifetime of Peyton Manning, in the world, whatever. The league's changed a lot. Even since Peyton Manning was in, I think these guys they're they're, they're taking longer to mature and learn these offenses and become a pro and become and learn the pro style offense. It's taking them longer because they're this this RPO shit and everything else in, in college. They're coming in the league and they're they're unprepared. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. I don't even know what we were talking about. Did we get to Fool's Gold yet? What are we doing? No, I don't, I don't. Where are, we, are we? I don't. Think are we doing did. Fool's Gold who or who the right hell are now? you? Why am I here? Where is my beautiful automobile?
1: Uh, I don't think we've done. It. <laughs> So, so do a, we, but, All right, so let's go to Fool's Gold, right? Let's go to Fool's Gold. What do we like I'll, on I'll, Fool's Gold? I'll, you, you know, I'll, I'll play point guard and shooting guard here. Fool's you go. gold, it, let me throw this to you guys. Is the Detroit uh, – the, the Detroit-Minnesota game the Fool's Gold uh, example of all time, right? Vikings record, Lions favored. That thing just jumps off the page, and everybody's talked about it all week.
2: Yeah, I, and we've seen we've seen something like that every week for as long as I can remember. Just shit, just not looking right. I mean, uh, look, I I don't know what it is. I mean, my number. I, I'd love to know what other people's personal numbers are. Mine's Vikings two and a half over the Lions. And then, bam, you know, the Lions come out two and a half, and I'm going, well, what the shit? You know, what what's going on here? But, you know, when you stop and think about it, it's so recency biased. I mean, the Vikings, for whatever reason, they just keep winning games. They don't win games pretty. They just do what it takes to win games. Uh, and the Lions, in the last three or four weeks, they've been winning. They've been playing exceptionally well for a team of their caliber. So, I mean, you know, when I seen that, I went, hey, unbelievable. But I think this is the fool's gold. Uh, you know, and it would not surprise me if the Lions – I'm not saying this is a pick or anything like this, but it just would not surprise me if the Lions d- just beat – I think they beat the Vikings. I don't know. Barry
0: Sanders ain't walking through that door anytime soon. And that's still uh, – I haven't looked at that one, and I don't know that this one would qualify for fool's gold. But the Cleveland-Cincinnati number this week, and it opens at four, and we're sitting around five-and-a-half consensus, five some places. I mean, Cleveland offense looked like hot garbage against a bad Texans team. Cincinnati's coming off going up and down the field when they needed to against KC. And I know five-and-a-half, okay, whatever, but, boy, it sure seems to me that they're trying to get you to buy into Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, just a
1: little bit here. I don't know. I just, they they, they I, are. I mean, what am I seeing are, here? Why am no, I seeing a, this number? It's a great example. They're trying to get you to buy into Deshaun Watson, and um, there was a lot of people thinking he was just going to roll out and throw four touchdowns last week, and off we go. And I walked, about- the, I walked.
0: I walked through the living room Sunday, <laughs> and I saw the score. And I, I asked my wife. I said, "What inning are they in?" <laughs> we in the third or fourth inning here what is five right, to nothing
1: which, which is when you know you're in trouble as a batter. astros in front the of the indians
0: we got the astros in front of the indians here five nothing in the third i'm like what the hell you know so i'm, I'm so i'm trying to see what they're seeing they think this is a slightly closer than a touchdown game carl i don't get it yeah i i agree
2: i i, I don't i i mean it just there's another one that I, I think if we're going to determine what the fools' goal is, look on the on the Panthers Seahawks. My number comes out. Seahawks ought to be about a six and a half point favorite. They're three and a half points, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the Panthers are probably going to play a pretty good game here. There Panthers are also on the sharp on the sharp report, which means that the sharps know that that number's out of whack also. They're getting sixty percent of the money and only 20 percent of the tickets on the mm. Panthers. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Panthers is is the Seahawks is the fool's gold pick, and that the play should be the Panthers.
0: All right, we got a, we got stuff to pay attention to on that front. We also have a lot of stuff to pay attention to when it comes to the holidays, holiday gatherings. Uh, nobody does it better than, of course, Bill Berman, the unelected mayor of Ocean. City of New Jersey. Uh then uh I you know, I, I've I've heard Carl has been the leader of the Christmas parade down there in Biloxi for several different years. I've, I've heard that's I've heard that's I mean this is stuff on the internet. So take it for what Would
1: it's uh, i t- Brian, can I just jump uh, like I've heard with that goatee and mustache, a lot of people again on the internet. Yeah, unverified, but it's on the internet, I mean
2: we should talk about it. They've said he's the modern day Chris Kringle. Uh, well, know, it could be possible. Let me mm-hmm. tell you. I'm going to tell you guys something. One of the funnest nights I ever had in my life was I got to be a Santa Claus. Yes. They, they, they had a sled with horses, you know, and I had I – I knew it was coming. I grew my beard out, and Good it work. was it's all white. Uh, and I got to be Santa Claus, and they, they gave me a police escort. Um uh, oh, nice. I got – I'll never forget. I had this little, I don't know. He might've been five years old. I was on a stage and this little fella is running down. He wants a motorcycle. He wants a, he, he the, his wish list was about $30,000. His mother's standing below me, below stage. And she's going, get your ass over here. You ain't getting any of that stuff. And I, I just, I felt so bad for that kid. I mean, I told him, I said, I'll take care of you, buddy.
1: Oh man, is there,
2: can I just great. ask though can I ask though like
1: we, we we rank jobs in this world, people talk about the presidency and you know senators, there's only so many of blah blah. Is there a better job in this world than than Santa than Santa Claus? Nope. I mean for the kids out there we have a big we have a young demographic on this show. Yes we do. Our under our under ten year old demographic is off the charts. I'm surprised we don't have more toy advertisers on this show. Really should. Uh, right. Uh, I, although I did get a call from Mattel the other day. I got to fill you guys in on, it. Um, <laughs> but, but now I, there's not a better job out
2: there than playing than than Santa Claus. Right. Not if, not if you love kids, man. I nope. mean, that's, it, it's, that's a good job. It, it
0: is cool. I've got to do it a couple of times and it, it really, it does. It, it, it warms your heart. And, and sometimes it even breaks your heart. You not know, in I, a
1: good way. I've never been invited way, to play Santa know. Claus and there could be a lot embedded in that. So I hey, you're a mean one. People don't want me around. Mr. Kids, Bill. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> all right. I uh, uh okay. We we man, there's there's so many different ways we'd go. I threw this out on the text earlier today. I'm an eggnog guy. All right. I got some in the fridge right now. But what I think is kind of fascinating, you know, Bill with you up there in New Jersey, Carl down there in Mississippi, me out here in West Texas. The different versions of eggnog, of of boiled custard, and I don't know if you grew up on that, Carl or not, or any of you guys, I had a great aunt who made boiled custard that was incredible.
1: But where are we on the eggnog scale? I am Team Eggnog. Uh, So I'm glad you brought this topic up, Ryan, because I am an eggnog rookie. I have very little experience in the nog world, and I've only had... In my life, very small samples of store bought eggnog. Right. And I have committed personally to myself, personal goal. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna get a lot more involved in eggnog this year. So we need to talk about this. I need a a good goal recipe. I need I need feedback from the south i need all
2: kinds of stuff here i
1: have a feeling you guys might know what the hell you're talking about when it comes to this oh, oh,
2: look so i'm gonna i'm gonna i know you'll appreciate this and i'll know that you'll try this bill you, have you ever drank uh mudslides what they call mudslides it's like a it's like a uh chocolate shake uh, with vodka
1: in it. i know exactly what they are I had maybe bought a Few of them for a couple of ladies in the early '90s. Yeah. I was sporting some serious Yarimer
2: Yager hair. Yeah.
1: Uh, All I right. Get
2: it. Hey, wow. hey, honey,
1: how about a how about a mudslide
2: on you? That, that's <laughs> I like mudslides. I mean, I don't care if it's a feminine, nothing wrong with or it. Not. I mean, I I like it. Uh, it's got Kahlua in it. So anyway, yeah, get you some eggnog, get you uh, about two scoops of vanilla ice cream, pour pour about a half glass of eggnog. Uh, put you a little shot of vodka in there and, and mix it up. I mean, you'll, you'll like it, buddy. I mean, it's good stuff. I'm in. Every in I enjoy. It's an yeah. eggnog slide. That's what it is. It's an eggnog slide.
0: You'll like that. That That's a good way to start. And then I would say this, if you are uh, somewhere where you're just dealing with traditional store-bought eggnog, the key to that just get you a little bit of cinnamon. If you got some cinnamon around, sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon on top of that. There you go. Now it's going to look good, and then you can serve it to your friends and say, yeah, look, I'm dressing this up a little bit. It's fancy Christmas. But the cinnamon, if you got a little cinnamon stick, stick that in there too. Looks good. Tastes good. The the cinnamon on the eggnog, you can get some good stuff going.
1: Based on what you just did, Brian, we know what we need on this show, instant replay. That little sprinkle thing you just did right there. That's the way you do it. It's, That's it's gotta, why you, you, you got to pull just it away. This pod, you have to watch it. You, I don't know if the audience that just listens to this pod fully appreciates what Ryan just did. No, spread, like you know who we need.
0: We okay. Here, here's okay. Uh, tell, tell, t- 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 <laughs> tell Lombardi. We got to get Michael Simon on this show, and we will do a holiday show with freaking Chef Michael Simon, Iron Chef Michael Simon, and we will make it great. We got to, we got to pay off some of that Cleveland time that Lombardi had um fruitcake anyone
2: ne- never had a slice in my life
0: wow yeah you're never?
2: you're you're a very fortunate man i can tell you i, I have and i look you know what okay i tell you i'll i'll eat it if i haven't eaten nothing in like six days and i, I don't go six hours without eating anything so all right you guys um <laughs>
0: All right, first off, it's 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 dual purpose. It can be eaten, and it can be used as a doorstop later on in the year. Yeah. That said, okay. you got to get the best, and the best is from a little town in East Texas, Carl. It's called Corsicana, Texas. It's called Collins Street Bakery, and they will ship. I'm telling you right now, this stuff is legendary. It's great. It's fresh. You get it. You heat it up, and you put a little bit of butter on it. That's the key. They that up and put a little bit of butter on it. And you get the Collins Street Bakery out of course of Canada, Texas fruitcake. It's good stuff.
1: What's nobody the, believes it, me. Nobody again, believes I, me. I hate to play the Mike Wallace role on this show. No. I gotta ask the question. So what is the density of that cake? Is it is it a that that fruitcake you're describing, right? Is that a sweet cake? Is it dense? Is it is it- it's it's
0: it's got it's got a density to it. It's got a sweetness. There's a little bit of a, just a hint of maybe a little bit of bourbon, something in there, yeah. something might have been cooked into it. That'll what? make it a little bit good. But the problem is, most people have fruit cake that is like rock hard. And the key is to have it moist and fresh. Again, warm and butter. Yeah, yeah.
1: my my I kind problem. of feel like you just described my right arm. If I put <laughs> a little bit of butter on it, I'd probably eat it.
2: I mean a piece of cardboard to me would taste better. I, mean,
1: I, mean, I
0: don't know I know I, I I fight this battle every year. I give up. but can I mean, you get, Ryan,
1: can you order from that? I'll order. Yes, follow? you
0: can. you can go online. Uh, it's Collins Street Bakery, Collins Street Bakery in Corsicana, Texas. I get I nothing order. from this. this is it is the literal official fruitcake of the state of Texas, which
1: uh, and I would the one, why would we not the have
2: one more podcast one? and of the one more podcast. Great people. I mean, my, my problem with fruitcake is the fruit in it always tastes like shit. I no, mean, it's candied. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, why can't they get some good fruit in a fruitcake? You know, I mean, that's that's my point. You get
1: that kind of honesty and bluntness from any other podcast in this country. Oh, hell no. The no main one's going to be this hard.
2: to the cake tastes like shit. Yeah. I mean, it does. You know, I mean, the cake itself, I like the bourbon aspect of it. We got to, we
0: we got talking on the show the other day, and this is we're we're going in the rabbit hole right now. But I I love the holidays because of all the cool different you know foods you get and the treats and everything. Um, and this may be a southern thing, I don't know. Divinity, yeah, would, you, yeah. you know what I'm talking about on divinity, yeah, Bill, yeah. you down with that? Absolutely. That stuff. Why Absolutely. do we not eat? That? Why do we not eat that on July the fourth? I don't
1: get it. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I mean. I mean which I is a great point right like there's a lot of shit now and now I guess it makes the holiday that much more you look forward to it that much more yeah but i don't know i could eat that shit in july yeah you give me that you give me rum balls oh my goodness I got, yeah I, sure. I agree i'm i'm And all we about always see it yeah Right we're getting to a point in the rabbit hole here. You throw out rum balls, and and we're going to a whole new level on this podcast. We could get so far down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll have a completely new sponsor uh, <laughs> next week, uh, probably out of Las Vegas, uh, if we continue on that. I, I want to do one more tonight before we get out of here because we only got so many shows before Christmas. I do this every year on my radio show. We do a topic, and it is, what was the ultimate sports gift for you when you were 10 years old and what is the ultimate sports gift for you now? Oh. So you go back when you were 10 and you go, what did you most want? You know, was it an electric football set? Was it a, you know, Dallas Cowboys football uniform complete with helmet? Uh, and now, today, what would it be?
2: Yeah. Well, so for me, uh, I, I've got a set. When I was 10 years old, I've got a set of Wilson K28 irons listen to him go yeah you could get him gripped and everything i mean i i can tell you that i could they they, and back then you know they didn't have these (laughs) cavity back clubs that they have right now but that that's the set that i grew up learning how to play the game and i could absolutely do anything with the golf ball by the time i was 12 with that set of iron that set of clubs, I, yeah. And the, and the only th- and look, I tell you what, I'll tell you this: I would have actually tried to play professional with them, but I'd wore I'd wore the grooves out. They were they were just a slick piece of steel. But I could move the ball left to right, right to left. You know, I could hit it low, hit it high. I so could, that
0: wasn't a junior. Those weren't junior clubs. Those were full size clubs.
2: These were. Full, I was a look. I've I've been, no. you know, I'm like five eight and a half. Uh, now, I weigh a lot right now. I weigh like 234 and a half. Big but boy. When, I was, uh, when I was a kid growing up, I was this size in the fifth grade. And I just stopped growing. I was I, I dominated football, <laughs> basketball when I was younger. And then I stopped growing. You know, it probably had something to do with the cigarettes that I started smoking and the beer that I started drinking.
1: <laughs> Ryan, I feel like we should dim the lights at this point. Carl should lay down and we should there probably talk a little bit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, I'm out right now. I was a big kid. I'm just, you know, <laughs> and I quit growing.
1: <laughs> no, I can relate. Trust
0: me, I can. I really can.
1: All right. So that, so wait, so that. 10 years old. All right. Yeah. So at 10 years old, that's your ultimate. What's your, what's, what now, Carl? What do you want now? To
2: Ryan's question. Oh, now I just, uh, I mean, I just want a bottle or something. Sometimes most. most <laughs> no, but a sports. <laughs> oh, a sport. Uh, you know, I don't know, <laughs> maybe a ticket to a game or something. Uh I mean hell I I don't you know I don't play golf no more hardly. I mean my body won't take it, but maybe a ticket to a we gotta change pack. that.
1: When a I t- come down your way, you're getting a day off. You and I are gonna go play golf. We gotta go play golf together. All right. All right. I'm gonna do it. I, I'll do that. Uh, all right.
0: I'm trying to guess Bill right now. Ten year old Bill. Go ahead. Maybe, maybe football related. Would would, yep. would it be football? Yes. <sighs> uh the Joe Pisarchik starter kit.
1: Well, I mean, you could see I had the facial hair at ten years old. So of Joe May have had a better mustache than him at that point. Um but I will say uh two things come to mind. I don't know they're all in the same age range So I was a massive Dallas Cowboy fan, this kid of the seventies. I got a one of those uh I still have the helmet by the way. Um uh, the a a NFL, you know that helmet? In the seventies, you you asked for it for Christmas. You got that helmet. You should never put that thing on your head. yes, not you, you, Noxy
0: approved. Yeah,
1: right. I have that thing, and I got a Tony Dorsett nice. uh, football jersey. Nice. I, now thinking about that, that was that was awesome. But I, but honestly, I I think the best sports gift I got for Christmas at that point was the old Mattel handheld football game yeah yes burn blisters into my hand down down I mean, down 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 down
0: down down just, up, 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 down down go go go
1: that that thing i mean that was you know the kids now it's tick tock and it's video games and they're getting paid to play video that thing i was on that thing 24 hours a day and somehow survived it oh I mean, it's beautiful love it i did too i loved it i loved it, I loved it. Love that thing. And then and then then I'd say now, um you know, I'm I I don't spend money on it. Um, but if I if I had the disposable income to do it, I love some of this memorabilia stuff. Like as a Yankee fan, yeah, some some just ridiculous memorabilia. Like if you got me an old set of seats to the old Yankee stadium, I'd be happier than a pig and shit. I, I like that that place places I actually sat I sat in that stadium watch games that thing is just like that stuff's priceless to me oh, yeah, yeah that's the let, stuff that I love now
2: let me, yeah. I mean, let me let me while you're on that subject congratulations by the way to your your Yankees they signed uh yeah uh, Aaron Judge. Yeah, it's it's Um, fantastic.
1: They're going to lose in the uh, playoffs again because they have hitting and no pitching. But it's great.
2: So, look, this is what I heard, and I actually put a tweet out the other day. A friend of mine, you know, he seems to be in the know, and he told me that uh, he knew that Judge was a done deal when they signed Cashman to an extension because the deal with Cashman was that if he didn't get Judge signed, he was fucking gone. Yeah, well, he
1: still should be gone. And I'm not – I've said this before on the pod. I'm not a guy that fired the general manager, burned down the house. So he's had enough time. It's rinse, it's wash, rinse, repeat. They're, yeah. they're not going in the right direction. I know our friend Will Hill, very high, They need. He thinks they need more bats. We've had plenty of bats. No, you no more bats. You're not Pitching.
2: You got to have pitch. Go to the Astros. See. see what the see. Astros just
0: did. Exactly. I'll say this as a Rangers fan who are, you know, doesn't matter at all. I was pleased that the Yankees retained Judge because I think it's good for baseball. I think it's good for Major League Baseball that he's a Yankee. He is a Yankee. He can be beloved as a Yankee and he can be hated as a Yankee. That's right. But baseball is good when we have, I think, you know, players like that. That belong to teams and we don't have enough of that anymore in all sports and
1: I, I thought it was good for baseball that I mean, he remained a Yankee go ahead pre try amen I mean, and I'm not just saying that as a Yankee fan I, I it doesn't matter like I if the Red Sox have a player like that like that, that, that these guys should be on those teams those marquee
2: players but I mean think about this think think about the thought of well how do you have the thought of not signing the guy once you know, isn't the, isn't the concept for all these professional teams that once you find a good player, you keep him, and then you build a squad around that? I mean, oh, just the oh, guy hit 61 he, home runs. Could you imagine not <laughs> signing him this year?
1: All you need to know is the Yankees thought that Derek Jeter, they had the leverage on Derek Jeter. And if you yeah. understand Derek Jeter as a player – and I can talk to you, The pe- people think, well, he's overrated. He said, no, you have no idea what the hell that guy meant to the biggest city in the world and what that guy meant to the, to what I would argue historically is the greatest franchise in baseball history. And they thought they could walk away from him. If they could walk away from him, they could walk away from anybody. But the, the Yankees, the Yankees need to stop living off the past, this current regime. Maybe maybe put a couple of world championships under their belt and and then talk to me a little bit because they're living off the freaking work of others.
0: That's a perfect ender tonight before Berman gets a little, you know, verklempt and everything. And we gotta <laughs> we gotta save him. All right, uh, before we wrap up the one more podcast, uh you guys if you got any inner thoughts, anything you wanna finish up on, Carl, I'll throw it to you first. What do you got down there in Biloxi? What do you want to end on?
2: Uh, just uh, for everybody to have a good weekend. This is a little bit of a slow Saturday coming up. Uh, pretty busy Sunday slate coming. Uh, but just have a good weekend. You know, be smart. Uh, try to win some money.
1: What about you, Bill? Uh,
2: we didn't talk college
1: basketball. We're going to end up talking a hell of a lot more of it in the weeks to come. We got a huge basketball game this weekend. Saturday. Houston, Alabama. Alabama has crept up to number eight in the nation. Houston, by far and away, the best team in the country, in my opinion. Uh, my basketball Sherpa is Thomas Gable at uh, at Borgata, and uh, he believes they're the number one team in the country. Uh, that is a hell of a game Saturday. Watch that game. That's going to tell you a hell of a lot about how this basketball season's going to go. I'm,
2: I'll tell I'm you pulling, right now. I'm pulling for Alabama. I'm pulling for your Bama. I mean, I you know, well, Mattress Mac's got $5 million to win on, on Houston. <laughs> lucky, l- lucky you,
1: Chick Jack. <laughs> oh, yay. Mattress Mac. All
0: right, you guys, uh, we want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. It means so much that you all spend time with us. And we get feedback, and you guys listen to the whole thing and watch it and have to endure us if you watch us on the YouTube instead of just the audio. And God bless you for doing that. We ask you to do one thing, though. Share it with your friends, all right? Spread the word of the One More Podcast. Put it on Twitter. Put it on Facebook. Put it on social media. And uh, we just can't thank you enough. Uh, So I'm going to wrap it up. For everybody involved, I'm Ryan Hyatt. We'll see you next
1: week when we have one frickin' more. (laughs)